0: Welcome to Animoa, the Animated Movie Watch. I'm Bertie. I'm Beffers. And today's episode is The Rescuers Down Under. We pick our movies from the list of animated feature films on Wikipedia. Any movie with a theatrical release that has a critics rating of over 50% on Rotten Tomatoes will get its own episode here on Animoa. And we're watching these films in chronological order. <sighs> Rescuers Down Under! <laughs> okay. Whew. All right. Whew. Breathe. Okay. What are you drinking? I poured myself some more iced green tea. Excellent. And I still have my same can of Razz Cranberry Sparkling Water because, as we mentioned last episode, we did a double feature. Yes. Last time it was DuckTales Treasure Lost Lamp, and now it is The Rescue Sound Under. Wee, <laughs> is, is your beverage warm? No. Okay. Good. Yeah. It, it it hasn't been that long. <laughs> well, I had to add my mice ice to mine. I added mice because I of mean the it's rescuers. rescuers exactly. Every single mouse in this whole movie was so freaking adorable. They man, they they just like upped the animation quality from the original rescuers and from the design to the everything. It's just so good. Except there is no um milk call. All There's right. no milk call anymore, unfortunately, at this point. But. That's okay. They did a pretty good job, regardless. Milk Call or no Milk Call. <laughs> they did better than a good job. They did an amazing job. Because it, this is the Disney fucking renaissance. Yeah. It is. It's it's weird that it's a movie from the Dark Age, but... It's not. I mean, it's, if you count the prequel, the the first movie. Like the first it's, movie is, it's yes. franchise is from the Dark yes, Age. Yes, But we go. then, now they have that Little Mermaid money. They have Little Mermaid money. Mm, yes. No, like i guess i've got a couple questions and one of them has to do with the renaissance but let's just start off with like had you seen this when you were little like did you grow up with this did you have any memories of it i probably saw it but i don't have any memory of it i think i have more memories of the regular the rescuers wow and i believe we might have talked a little bit about this when we did cover The Rescuers, because that was when I went nuts, being like, I was so much more familiar with the sequel than I was with (laughs) the original, and I loved it so much, and it's so much better, and I was just hyping it up. And now I gotta know, how does it stack up against the original? Here's the thing. Okay, so the original was good for the time it was made. Yeah. And the same with this movie. Yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna say. That's what you're gonna say. Okay, fair enough. I think it's just just overall better <laughs> I I don't think it's fair to compare those two if, if they come from different eras because mm. they have they have different technology and different they have budgets. different people working on it yeah. and just different pacing extremely different pacing. Yeah. yeah like the first movie was much slower and this movie is just yeah let's go I, I'm, I'm snapping out oh. <laughs> all that picked up on the bike but Ooh, yeah it probably did Holy cow. Yeah, and even, like, right off the bat, you're just jumping into the action pretty much instantly in this movie. Oh my movie. gosh, that opening. <gasps> yes. They show the the bugs, yeah, the native bugs of Australia, and then and the movie's like, like boom, They did not need to go that hard. They do, though, <laughs> and <laughs> awesome. it's so good. Like, the whole opening sequence is, like, the definition of, like, they didn't need to go that hard, but they did. <laughs> damn it. God damn it. It's such <laughs> a strong opening. And then, you know, how's the rest, though? Hmm. <laughs> I, I, I think that opening sequence is probably the best part of the film. Mm-hmm. But um, Me too. I was actually just going to ask, like, do you have a favorite sequence in the film? Like, overall, like, was it that opening? W- w- or the flying sequence, rather, with Marahute and Cody? Oh, yeah, that was my second favorite. Okay. So basically the entire beginning. Yeah, the entire beginning. It's it's pretty bloody amazing. But yeah, this... um. I mean, as we just mentioned, this was technically a Disney Renaissance film. And Mm -hmm. it's definitely one that gets overlooked a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, a ton. Because people are always talking about the Renaissance. They're always talking about the musicals. Yeah. They go straight from Little Mermaid to Beauty and the Beast. And this one just, like, gets glossed over. Mm -hmm. Is that deserved? Or is this one that definitely should have more recognition or I I think it should have more recognition but maybe the reason why it doesn't is because again the franchise started in the dark ages. Yeah, yeah. And this is a sequel. Sequels are always just kind of like especially Disney sequels. They kind of <laughs> have a, a reputation. Yeah. This was was this the first though? The first Disney sequel? It might have been because like I want to say pretty much all the others ended up being, you know, those directed VHS or direct-to-DVD yeah. kind of deals, whereas this one actually got the theatrical release, which is kind of... It, it is unusual. It like, Again, not didn't see a whole lot of that after that until we get to like Pixar doing their sequels and DreamWorks doing their sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, those would all be theatrical, and then Disney... It took them a while until <laughs> 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 I want to do that again. Yeah, But they did it for this, because The Rescuers was a really successful film mm-hmm. for as much... Crap as I personally gave it for just kind of being kind of subpar in my yeah. opinion. It performed very well. It was one of Disney's best performing films from the Dark Ages until Little Mermaid. Good. Um and so I guess that's why they decided let's let's do a sequel. But yeah, it it I, I can agree that I think it, it does deserve more attention. I think it has in recent years. I think a lot of people have become more familiar with it. A lot of people like online have brought attention to it and a lot of a lot of people who did grow up with it are finally coming together and being like, oh, yeah, I really did like that, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. Oh, you remember that movie too? You know, like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. plus having it streaming right now is oh, pretty good for it. It's so accessible now, of course, of course. This is one where I'm almost positive we did have the VHS of it, though. Like, cool. this, we went out of order to buy it, which, I, I again, I said in the actual Rescuers episode, I'm pretty sure that This was one that I grew up with Mm. uh, and I watched it a lot, (laughs) like a lot. I loved this movie. So it's just really interesting to me to be talking with someone who just didn't grow up with it and doesn't have like all the nostalgia of like all the characters and all the beats and the music. Oh, my God, the music. But uh, yeah, like uh, where where do we want to go first? Do we want to talk about? um, Well, you just mentioned the music. I have a question for you. Oh, why you cry? <laughs> why I cry? Okay, yeah. I, so first of all, if you look at my notes, can you see my notes here? All caps. All caps. <laughs> all caps notes for like the first five notes. Uh, <laughs> and so like, all caps. And I I, I did know, I, was, I knew I was gonna be excited about this because it's been a while since I've watched it. And I also, I called it before we watched the movie. I was you like, did. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry just in this opening scene because it's really beautiful. And that's why. That's why I cry. It is beautiful. It's the animation and the music and just everything about it all coming together. It's just, it gets me. The um, So it's Bruce Broughton, which, bless, said <laughs> <laughs> so many good movie scores and a lot of them from like that kind of early 90s, time period that are just like they, they touch the dokies. <laughs> <laughs> i i mean we think of homer bound right like yeah. that's yeah. that's memorable shit this is in the same vein for me that theme that plays that that's basically marahute's theme i would say like the flying theme is so good versus like you know the 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 main theme of like Bernard and bianca like they have their own kind of theme too and like Wilbur has a theme. Like, everyone has a theme. He, he does a lot of, like, leitmotifs, which I love. I love when composers do that. When they have, like, here's a theme for the... the like, McLeach, his, his big monster truck thing mm-hmm. has its own theme, too. Like, <laughs> I love how everything has, like, you hear it and you're like, ah, now I know where we are. I know what character we're about to see. Mm-hmm. I know what we're about to deal with. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. You, you It helps, especially with, like, a kid to, like, kind of, like, get that... Connection between scenes and characters, but yeah. but yeah, damn it, yeah, I cried because it's just it was just really good and it was very memorable and it took mm-hmm. me back and yeah, there were like tears just like dripping down my face as like Marahute pushing Cody along the water and he holds out his arms and he flies off the waterfall and it's just it's so pretty yeah it was pretty you <laughs> know and, yeah. and Marahute is gorgeous <sighs> so Marahute. Guess who was the supervising animator for that? It's Glen Keane. Oh. It's him again. We keep bringing him up again. He's gonna come up repeatedly throughout the Disney Renaissance. And yeah, he and his team did a bang up job on Marahute mm-hmm. in terms of like the body language, the scope, the majesty, the, just the cuteness too. Yeah. <laughs> what a good bird. She's such a good burp. She is. <laughs> but yes. I mean, I guess on that note, like do you want to talk animation? Or do you want to talk characters? Cuz like talk about Marahute, you can go either way. You could. <laughs> you pick. Hmm. We we've been keeping kind of broad strokes, so let's let's talk a little bit more about animation, okay. I guess in general and then we can get more specific with yeah. characters. Um, what do you think? What do you think? I mean, it's again, it's the renaissance, so we're getting this team of animators. Animation was pretty cool. Um, depending on which character was moving. Okay. Like a Joanna. That was freaking yeah. amazing. She's great. Um, yeah. The way Cody moves. Reminds me of Lilo and her sister. Oh interesting. Yeah. Or And like the, the design of his body. Yeah I can kind of see that. And I, I think the, the proportions. Yeah. I don't know if there was any overlap at all. With mm. that. But um, well, when we get to Lilo and Stitch, we'll definitely talk about that because yeah. that's there's an important name attached to that uh, franchise. Cool. Who then went on to do other things? But we'll we'll get there. I don't know if he was involved with this though. Hmm. Now I'm gonna regret not looking that up. Oh no. Oh well. Later. Um. Yeah. Later. We'll talk about him. Maybe I can but guess what he was involved <laughs> in. Like a year. <laughs> but yeah. No. 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 Uh. You're saying different characters. What about like the mice? You said they were all very cute. They so were. this is design and animation. I guess we can talk about. Yeah, I like the way Jake moves. Yeah. 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 Like um, since he's like the kangaroo rat, yep. kind of bouncing everywhere he goes. He doesn't actually like walk <laughs> <laughs> normally. Obviously, McLeach as well in terms of like interesting body type on him. Yeah. I I I, I was was kind of intrigued by the way he was like built. Like obviously there, there, there are hints of the actual I mean of uh, George C Scott himself like in some of like the mannerisms and even mm. like the the way his face moves sometimes I can kind of see it I, I'm pretty sure they did like look at his performance and other things to like get inspiration I, I love when yeah. animators do that of course mm-hmm. they they should they should look at footage of people either in the recording booth or in other things they've done it's just like yes pull the inspiration from life. <laughs> There was a point where McLeach was standing on top of a cliff and he was laughing. Yeah. I love the way his body moves. And first of all <laughs> so realistic even though oh, he's yeah. he's drawn pretty much like a caricature. Yeah, yeah, but he's very caricatured. <laughs> yeah, I love it when you can see that people actually had reference material and yeah. I'm guessing they did. Oh yeah, yeah, it really shows for him and and for the animals for that matter. Um I do know that they like went to like the San Diego Zoo. To, like, look at a lot of the animals up close versus they also went to Australia to look at the landscapes. Yay! I was hoping they had. Oh, yeah. I think it shows, like, looking at the outback and looking yeah. at um Uluru. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, it's... <laughs> they did a lot of homework, and I think that was something I, I think even as a kid I appreciated because it, it felt so real. Yeah. Like, seeing these animals, this is all, you know, before The Lion King, so yeah. this is... Like a first big step into like, whoa, animals that <laughs> look like animals and aren't just completely anthropomorphized. I Sometimes know. they are, not all of them though. Like freaking Joanna. <laughs> <laughs> and that Doctor Mouse. Oh my god, yeah, he's like a shrew or something. I'm yeah. not sure, but oh my god, wow. But yeah, no, it's it's great. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think here, any more animation talk things, or if we just just jump. Right into the characters. Mm, let's let's do characters. Let's do characters. So, I mean, did you have any favorites? Favorites? Oh man, <laughs> Joanna. I mean, she uh, yeah, she kind of steals the show in some ways. Yeah, as soon as she showed up, I just wrote a note like, "Joanna, love everything." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and there's that's a that's a Frank Welker right there. I have lots of hearts in my notes. I got one, Aww. two, three, four. That's so cute. <laughs> you used hearts like I used a uh, caps lock. <laughs> I like how one of my notes is just pea soup in all caps. Yeah. <laughs> And those who've seen the movie know exactly what I mean. We but didn't yes. wanna talk about the plot, did we? We just want people to go watch it. Oh yeah, yeah, go watch <laughs> it. If you haven't, then what the hell are you doing here? Be watch it, then listen. <laughs> um Yeah, no, there's there's really not much to it. I mean it's kid needs saving. Kid help eagle the cleach poacher want eagle mice save. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There, that's it. That's it. <laughs> But yeah, let's, let's kind of just go through, um, maybe not necessarily in order of appearance, maybe more importance. I mean, obviously, Bernard and Bianca, like, they're, yeah. they're, they're two of the only characters that appear from the original movie. Yeah, and I love that it's them, too. Of course. Yeah. yeah. It's so nice to see them. And it's weird to have grown up watching only the sequel and, like, not having the context for where they had come from. Mm. Whereas you probably, like, you remember probably the, the first one more than you do... This one, which you just kind of watched. So for you, it's more of just like a natural continuation. Like you actually get to see, oh yeah, this is, I know them. And here's where they are now. Aw. Whereas for me, it's like, I don't know who they are, but I like them. (laughs) Derp derp. So we meet them in the movie when they're at dinner. And I see that Bernard is shaking when he holds his glass. And and (laughs) before I even saw the ring, I just saw him shaking with the glass. And I'm like, oh, he's going to propose. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's so cute. They... They do make a lot of things fairly obvious with this. A lot of things are very telegraphed in this movie. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. Because, you know, it's Disney. It's it's not meant to be like rocket science. Yeah. You don't have to like think too, too hard. And so, yeah, you know he's going to be struggling to propose to her throughout yeah. the whole freaking movie. <laughs> and it's like, okay, we've seen this before. But it's still cute. Uh, the part where the ring goes under the table. Oh, of course. And that one lady thinks that her her date is playing. Let's see what they yep. love it so it, much. I just love the moment where she just crosses her leg, but she just somehow picks up the, the ring on her toe in the motion of doing that. It's like, how? how? How'd you do that? <laughs> but it's great. I love it. <laughs> uh, Eva Gabor was 72 oh in this gosh. movie. I think it was her last film. Really? I think so. But bless her heart for coming back to do this. It's great. I love hearing her. And... Bob Newhart as well reprising his role, and yeah, they, they they both look so sweet. They look so cute. They've got yeah. the whites around their eyes. Aww. The thing that freaking uh, Don Bluth left Disney over, and <laughs> like, oh, now they get the whites around their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's a very sweet little relationship. I I wish she did a little bit more. He definitely gets like a character arc with like oh, yeah. Bernard, like like um, you know toughening up and being more bold and being more assertive yeah. and stuff but she just kind of she's just gently supportive and yeah. kind of she doesn't do a whole lot it's that's, that's unfortunate she's just kind of a pretty face yeah um I guess Cody Cody yeah he's, he's a kid he's fine he, he can talk to animals apparently that yeah. well I mean so could um uh penny penny yeah I yeah. guess maybe it's just like a thing in this universe that, that kids can talk to animals. I like that. It's it's very cute. Except Marahute doesn't talk. She doesn't. She's and... too majestic. She doesn't need to. Yeah, she's evolved beyond words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I caught at the beginning when uh, Cody is leaving home, he says some, something is no worries, which apparently is a very Australian it thing. It is. It is. I also noticed that that kid... Couldn't decide if he wanted to try to go for an Australian yeah, accent or not. There were a couple of words in there where it was like, oh, he sort of did something. <laughs> um, bless, I guess. I have a somewhat disappointing fact about this character is mm-hmm. that apparently uh, Joe Ranft, who we've, we've heard that name before, uh, the behind like kind of the story of this, he, he you know, the, the story guy, mm-hmm. the infamous story guy, he apparently tried to push for uh, an aboriginal character in this role. Oh. Um, and uh, it were even casting one just as the voice. And apparently Katzenberg said nah. Oh. And even the design of the character ended up being the little white blonde boy we ended up with. And it's like, oh. hmm, yeah, I guess that part of Australia. Okay. Cool. Katzenberg. <laughs> so, yeah, that was disappointing to hear about that. Yeah. I, I kind of wondered... Not, not like, oh, I wonder, like, like I, I had no way of knowing that without looking that up, but I had wondered watching it, like, I wonder what made them decide to make this kid like this. Like, mm-hmm. in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, everyone's white here. <laughs> <laughs> it's very white. Very white Australia. <laughs> hmm. But, uh, no, I mean, the, the, you know, the kid obviously couldn't help that, uh, and the character's fine with the way he is, I suppose. He's a kid. He's a kid. Leclech. Let's, Le yes. let's just go right into the villain. <laughs> uh, I wrote down the actor's name. Well, it's George yes. C. Scott. George C. Scott, yeah. who has in other movies played General Patton, Mussolini, and Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah. So. And he's he, also in *Strange Love*. Sweet. Yep. He's like made for this role. He's so great. Oh my god. He. You can hear how much fun he's having. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I really like him as a villain. I think he's a quite effective, good villain. Yeah. And he's not that stupid. He's just, he's very human. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Agreed. And, and, you know, like a, a greedy, selfish human who's, yeah. he's a poacher, you know, we, they, they, this is kind of coming out in that time where, like, everything became in- incredibly environmentally conscious. Uh, early 90s which is full of that. Mm. It's not a bad thing. It's yeah. just boy, howdy, it was everywhere in the media. So this, unsurprisingly, also kind of played into that with this like kind of anti-poaching thing and then also his big vehicle. I don't even know what the fuck you call that thing. I never looked up to see what you even call it. But his (laughs) big-ass, shitty truck thing, just like leaving a path of destruction wherever he went. It's like clearly like, okay, I can see the visuals. I can see what we're evoking here, Disney. Thank you. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I, I think that he's... A good villain for that kind of era and that kind of time because he wasn't just like, I'm fucking up the environment for the sake of it. He's like, no, I want to poach because it's worth a lot of money. He's Mm -hmm. like, it's just, it's very, like, like you said, very human. Yeah. Very human. Doesn't make him more or less evil than... I don't know, some sort of toxic sludge that's just like, I want to destroy <laughs> the rainforest, toxic love. Um, we'll get there soon, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it makes them feel more, I think, visceral. Because it's like, oh, there are probably people like this. Just really selfish people who are like, yeah, I don't I don't give a fuck about the animal. I, I just want to make the money off of it. Yeah. Yeah, that, there was that one koala when um, Cody was... Mm. In that animal jail or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And they were talking about, oh, you're going to become a coach and you're gonna become a belt. And you're going to be a purse. <laughs> no. <laughs> he was like a lovely ladies' purse. Lovely ladies purse. It made me think of in any of the characters in Are You Being Served? Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. What a what a deep cut. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, I really like McLeach. Um, I mean, obviously, awful, awful human, but um, good character. You him. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. And I love his relationship with Joanna, who we can Mm -hmm. just move right on to her as a secondary antagonist. I do want to say, though, I don't see any McLeach merch out there. Like, everyone who's all about the Disney villains never mention him. Well, again, I think that's just part of, like, the whole, like, we just sort of swept this movie under the rug a little bit in terms of the Disney renaissance. It just, it's extremely overlooked, but I mean, how much of, what is her name, Lady Medusa, do we even see in any merch? Hmm. I guess she anywhere? I can't... She might be somewhere. Yeah. Maybe more than him. Maybe he's not very marketable. He's not like... Yeah. I feel like the hmm. villains who have magic are more marketable because it's an evil that doesn't really exist in this world, whereas with McLeach like there are people out there like this and we don't want to celebrate that yeah yeah i can see that for sure and then even like a character like medusa uh like she's got a very unique look even if she's not magical she looks like kind of like weirdly glamorous and kind of off the wall and and i could see that being more marketable than just this guy (laughs) (laughs) this guy with the, the face and the Pants. (laughs) (laughs) Pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yes, Joanna. 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 So, so I don't know how to pronounce her. What she is? is a goanna. Goanna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joanna the goanna. <laughs> I love yep. that. Hey, yeah, you know, not maybe not the most inventive, but hey, that's it, it, right. What is on the tin? And she is hilarious. Yes. I want to say her first appearance when she like, like goes wah into the pit, scared the shit out of me oh. as a kid. But now it's just like I'm just like there she <laughs> is, she uh, again, and, and it's part of it's due to Frank Welker's performance I think just makes yes. her just what she is and so fun. Also the animation because yeah the egg scene oh my god the egg scene doesn't have her voice. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's all like pantomime between her and McLeach. <laughs> oh, everybody watched this movie for the egg scene. The egg scene alone. But I mean, you know what? There's technically two egg scenes. We're talking about the, these, these are not Joanna eggs scene, yeah. right? <laughs> which I love that line anyway, because it's like, it, it's like he's talking to a dog or yeah. something, and she's a lizard, but it still works, and they've just got such a funny relationship, and somewhat abusive, which, you know, that makes you kind of happy that she's, she doesn't get a death like he does. He gets the Disney villain death. And she just kind of waves. Waves Bye. with a big brownie face. Loved that. The little <laughs> slow, like, mm, the, the little claws individually <laughs> waving. But yeah, no, no. She's hilarious. I, I I, love her body language. Um, The other egg scene as well with the, the rock eggs where she's, like, biting down on them and, like, trying to. <laughs> <kind of laughs> and... Uh, Whitman she's in the harness and she gets lowered past the cliff and there's just like a a, a beat where she's kind of like oh oh too far <laughs> <laughs> panicking it's just a lot of really fun character animation and, and good performances all around from the animators and from the voice <laughs> Jake Jake oh yeah he's a. I, I think I remember liking him more as a kid hmm now I just kinda want to punch him. Really? Yeah, a little bit. He's a little cocky. He is, but but he does know the outback, apparently. Yeah, but he's kind of like in your face cocky with Bernard. Like, like he's yeah. showing him up. He totally is. We like Bernard better because he just he just wants to propose yeah. to Ava the Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just he he I I, I did write down a note of, the end when Bernard does propose and she says yes, and he's he's actually very kind of like gracious about it. And yeah. It's just like ah, good going, right? Yeah, like I I thought that was nice. That kind of made up for everything before where I was just kind of yeah. like, oh, you little dick, you knew exactly <laughs> what you were doing. You just look at you and you're like coming in for a landing and like walking your fingers behind her and oh, slick. No, fuck <laughs> you. So I don't know. I just got really hostile towards him this time around. <laughs> But I think I liked him when I was little. Yeah. He felt like in the uh, same vein as like the mice from um, Great Mouse Detective. kind of, hmm. and, and a little bit of Robin Hood. And a little bit of like, you know, like, yeah. like adventure. You know? Yeah, he is the adventure mouse. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And a fine voice. Yeah, yes. I, yeah, he's fine. An actual Australian. Yeah, wow, an accent. <laughs> <laughs> i gonna got a couple of those here and there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, very rare considering. <laughs> oh, uh, duh. Wilbur. Wilbur. We gotta talk about Wilbur. John Candy, who has the same opening as uh, Spaceballs when he's dancing around. rocking Walking out. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, look, I, I like John Candy, but I feel like everything I see him in, it's just sort of like, yeah, there's John Candy being John Candy again, <laughs> and just talking about things that John Candy talks about, and just sort of going on a rant, and like, like, like just just improving I assume when he just started starts going and you're like oh there he goes can we reel him back it nope just keep let, let him keep going we'll just animate it it's fine like I, I always feel like that's what you get whether it is like a voiceover or if it's just him in a movie acting in live action <laughs> he just kind of keeps going yeah. and it's generally funny I don't think I find him as funny as maybe all, like fans of him do find mm. him funny I, I he's he's all right though I think I prefer, like, Dom DeLuise, you know? Um, well, I mean, what did you think in terms of Wilbur versus Orville? See, I don't remember Orville because oh, it, no. it was so long ago. It wasn't Dom DeLuise, was it? Cause, no, Because no, every no. bird is it Dom was, DeLuise. Yeah, I, I know who it is, but I don't, and I don't have the name off the top of my head. He's the guy who does the voice and the, and the thing, thing with the, those people. See, it stuff. <laughs> no, it was so long ago. The 80s were just so long. <laughs> was it 79, actually? It was in 70s, like 77 or something. It's so long ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. But I I thought maybe you would remember more since you had watched it more. Whereas that was like one of the first times I had ever seen it. Hmm. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I guess there is an Orville, isn't there? I I think even at the time I was like, well, Wilbur is much better than Orville. (laughs) And I still think that just because he's just more memorable. Again, say what you want of John Candy and say what you want of what the point of him going to the mouse hospital even is <laughs> and like that whole sequence like it's fun it's fun but it's pretty pointless pretty pointless well it it makes us not worry about him it like gets him out of the plot for a little bit I guess they needed to sideline him Um otherwise they wouldn't have needed Jake and it's like yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> he would have just flown them where they needed to go yeah. they needed to decide. but yeah just having all the, the goofy ass shit happening with the <laughs> Like I remember liking that as a kid, so I can't fault it too much because I loved it then. Like with like they got the shotgun, shotgun. <laughs> with with actual syringe shots. Yeah, there. yeah. And then what do they call the the epidermal abrasive, thing? I forget what it is, but it's a fucking chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing funnier than seeing little tiny mice just revving up a chainsaw, like working together to do that, and just. I liked the, the little heart monitor going nuts each time, like, new tool was introduced. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun, and it's cute, and it ends, of course, with him being like, oh, my back is cured! And the doctor's like, my back! Yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay, we, we saw this all coming, but... But those nurse mice are freaking adorable. <laughs> They're really cute. And some more Rusty Taylor for right. us. Right! <laughs> yes, exactly. More Rusty Taylor. Aww. But yeah, Wilbur, Wilbur. And I, I, I do like his his ultimate fate. Being, like, sitting on the eagle's yeah. eggs and being there when they hatch and then getting bit right at the very end. Yeah. You, you it's saw funny. It coming. It's cute. Yeah, yeah. Again, a lot of things telegraphed, and that's okay. It's fun. Um, I mean, John Candy could probably do an entire movie all by himself. He probably could. <laughs> Just keep going. Oh, oh. Frank what? the lizard. Frank the frilled lizard. Yes. Okay. I loved Frank as a kid, and I think I still like him a lot now, because he's just, he's just fun. I, I, I can understand if people find him annoying. He, Well, he's annoying, but he's also entertaining. He's entertainingly annoying. <laughs> like, he's supposed to be annoying, because they're all yelling at him, Frank, come on! Yeah, I love that they're all yelling at him the whole yeah, time. Yeah, it's like they're, they're aware that this is, he's supposed to be like a fuck-up, like, <laughs> annoying, obnoxious little screwball. But he's also endearing because he's, you know, he's, he's trying (laughs) and he's kind of useless, but like, I I just remember all of that with like them, he's like, keys, keys, the box, the box, gotta get the box. And like the music happening when he's dragging the box. It's all very memorable for me. Hmm. So I, I liked Frank better. Once I found out who played him, someone named. Wayne Robson I am familiar actor. with him. Yes. How are you familiar with Wayne? I know him as Professor Cuthbert Calculus from The Adventures of Tintin. Oh. I know him as a character from The Red Green Show. What? Oh my god. I love that we both are like we love this guy for completely different reasons. That's amazing. Holy crap. Because I was going to I was going to talk about him and then you you brought him like wait, what? You know mm-hmm. him? How do you know him? <laughs> What the hell? That's awesome. Yeah, We, we, we both like the character. Maybe it's, I, I I guess you decided you liked him more because of that. I, I think I remember finding that out when I was pretty young and mm. being pretty blown away by that. And just be like, what? It's calculus! Yay! Yeah. And you can hear it too. It's so funny. He's got a fun voice. Yeah. Did he ever talk like that on... Oh, I think so. Oh, yeah? yeah. Okay. That's he, great. he has kind of a, a, a higher pitched voice. Tone. Okay, yeah. He definitely does when he is calculus in Tintin. So I, I just remember just being, you got high pitch voice. <laughs> but, uh, and then, yeah, there's the other animals there. Uh, the koala, the kangaroo. They're not quite as memorable. They don't really no. do as much. I just, I support them. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I hope they end up being okay because the part where <laughs> McLeach is like, this is the last you'll ever see your little friends and closes the door like, yeah, he's right. That's the last we see those animals for the rest of the movie. <laughs> God damn. I really hope that someone finds them. Maybe like when Cody actually is rescued, he goes and tells the rangers like, hey, here's where his hideout is. Can we go let these animals free, please? <laughs> so the last time we see Cody, he's riding on Marahute. Yeah. So he, he just never goes home. <laughs> just riding this bird for the rest of the time. I, I hope she just takes him home then, but maybe not. I don't know. I wanted to see a reunion scene because we saw the scene where the Rangers deliver the mangled up backpack yeah, to his mother. We don't ever see her reunite with Cody, or we don't ever see like her face or anything. I know. She's very impersonal. <laughs> Darn. It's all about the animals. Yes. Which speaking of, I guess we didn't actually talk about Marahute as a character. Oh, no. We, we talked a lot about her at the beginning because her animation is gorgeous. But, yeah, as a character, again, I love the body language they gave her. Yeah. And she's just, like, this adorable... She's, she's a mom. Yeah, I love and, that. And when Cody, like, realizes that, her her feathers ruffle up cause I she's love, She's so, so proud. proud and, like... When he's asking like when when are they gonna hatch and she like basically like bird shrugs. <laughs> it's so cute and I love her little upside down looks at him yeah. and the uh, even, for the most part she's very bird like and then there's like one part where it gets a little anthropomorphized where she he's like where's the dad and he she like hangs her head mm-hmm. in sorrow that's probably the mm-hmm. most human thing that she does mm-hmm. otherwise it's all very very bird like yeah we got to talk about Frank Welker. It, he's that, too. He's also Marahute, and that's yeah. so amazing. Yeah, I was looking up who he was. Oh my gosh, he was the cat bus in the English dub. Yep. Of he's, Totoro. And yeah. he was in Gremlins and Chipmunk Adventures. He's everyone. Everyone. He's been every, like, animal that's ever existed for, like, <laughs> decades. Uh. I, I I think probably my my earlier introductions to him would have been something like Tiny Toons and mm. things like that, where I, I think he was the the cat, I can't remember her name. I like how this whole movie we kept going, hey, it's Abu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, because there you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he was doing like the the actual like eagle screech part of Maru Day. I think that well, was. Well, I wouldn't put it past him. I well. mean, you know, fair enough. He's quite talented. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. So many memorable characters from this. And a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Yeah. Was there anything that you would say was like. A downside, though, was there anything that was like kind of mm. weak? Because you were saying like, mm. you know, these were two movies that were made at different like The Rescuers and The Rescuers Down Under, and you wouldn't necessarily put this above it because like they were both good for their time. Um, what what was what keeps this from being like, oh my gosh, this is so much better than the first one for you, <sighs> Cody? I don't. He, he's just a just a kid. I think I saw more personality in Penny. I, okay. Yeah. You know what? Fair enough. I think they spent more time on her as a character. Yeah. No. I. I, I think she interacted more with everyone and yeah. had more stuff to say than Cody. Cody's just sort of, just sort of there. Yeah. He just happens to know where the eagle is, and that's like his value. <laughs> yeah. So there's really no one that the kids can truly relate to. Mm, I suppose you say that. But I still loved the movie. Yeah, you loved the movie. I didn't really care you about like Cody. The animals. I like the animals. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Okay, but fair enough in terms of like, yeah, what, what 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 might be bringing it down a little bit would be like if they had spent a little bit more time on Cody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would, do you think this would have benefited from being a musical? Do you think it would have been more popular mm. if it were? Well, the first one wasn't a musical. They had songs. They had one song, right? A few, actually. It was just oh, yeah. um, What's Her Face singing. Penny. When, well, no, 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 the, whoever the famous singer was singing in the background. She oh, had, like, three yeah. songs. I can't remember yeah. her name now. Well, that it's still not a musical because the no, character's not singing. No, But because this is in the Renaissance and we associate the Renaissance with musicals, that's more what I'm saying, like, in terms mm-hmm. of, like, do you think we would have remembered it more had they decided to let more characters sing? And no, McLeach singing Home on the Range doesn't count, though oh, that was a totally dark does that was dark dark. version of that song oh man (laughs) holy shit talking about what it does to the animals Uh uh-huh it's that uh, is brave little toaster dark if if not even worse because he's (laughs) actually saying like he's like gonna rip off their hides and stuff and like jesus you're saying it you're actually you're not just talking around it you are saying what you're doing yeah but no i think turning this into a musical would have made this movie worse Mm. interesting yeah okay interesting yeah, as it is. I think the only time we get any singing is from McLeach's singing his <laughs> little songs. Otherwise, it's just all Bruce Broughton's score. Yeah. I think. But yeah, did you have any um, things you wanted to point out about yes. the movie in general? Let's go. So uh, villains get that lovely cliff death. Yeah, they uh, do. McLeach got it twice. Because first he fell into the water. He- oh yeah, he did. Yeah. And then he fell over the waterfall. That's true. Love it. Uh, I would say poor McLeach, but fuck him. No, fuck him. <laughs> I love how like he he's so triumphant, like besting quote unquote the crocodiles who are just like oh fuck that, and they just turn around because they're like oh I see the waterfall, and he's like yeah that's right, and then and then Joanna's little wave, and then off he goes. Yep. Fuck you, McLeach. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, but um, uh, yeah. I really liked, there was a shot of the mice when they reach McLeach's fortress door. They're just looking up at it, and there's the sand blowing in their faces. I love that so much. That felt so cinematic. You did. I remember that, again, from even being a kid and just being like, this is awe-inspiring, the way this is shot right now. So good. Uh, I know we had some beef with the original movie when all the... The mice at the union were getting together and it showed all the countries. Mm-hmm. And they showed like very small countries and then there was Africa. Yes! I, oh my god. I made it a point to look at the little nameplates. Uh-huh. We found Ethiopia. <gasps> Yay! Yay! <laughs> They've improved. I they found one African country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I kinda wasn't looking as much in that scene. Although we, we do have the the main speaker guy the 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 head or whatever the guy who's talking like he's from the original too oh cool yeah I realized yeah. that when we were watching I was like wait a minute we did see him in the uh, original movie yeah what else what else what else indeed I wonder if I've any notes that are not just me writing in all caps uh, <laughs> there were a lot of things that we we laughed a lot in this movie did you have like other than maybe I mean, I already know we you, we love the Joanna Egg scene. Yes. But do you have a favorite joke or a favorite gag other than that? Yeah, uh, when Cody gets into the trap at the beginning of the movie, and there's this, he was trying to save a mice and the, the, a mice, <laughs> a <laughs> mouse, ma- one single mouse. <laughs> and Cody's in the trap and the mouse gets free and the mouse is like, Are you okay? Cody's like, Yeah and then the mouse is like, Okie dokie, and he runs away. <laughs> yeah. We think he's just Yeah. He's gone away. <laughs> I wrote that down too. The oh pacing was great. Yeah, yeah, because it just feels like it's like, Okay, bye. Then <laughs> <laughs> he comes back and helps him. And again, super cute mouse. Mm-hmm. Very cute. I mean they pitched that one up a little bit. It was it made yeah. it extra cute so many things where i'm just like like excitedly writing about like oh i love this part oh i love this part let's see here oh you know we didn't talk about this with the animation but there's um quite a bit of 3d yeah there was we noticed a Mm -hmm. specific company that starts with a p it was mentioned in the credits and it rhymes with xr (laughs) No, yeah, yeah, this was their first collaboration with Pixar. Well, yep. Or at least credited. I don't know if they had done it otherwise. But yeah, this this actually marked an important step in terms of moving away from cell animation and into the digital age. They used a process uh, called CAPS, C-A-P-S, Computer Animation Production System, um, where everything was inked and painted digitally, and they were able to do like digital compositing for like shot, the like, camera work and everything like Sweet. that. So that is, we're we're moving into a new era. That's how we were able to get things like in the next Disney film, where we have like a certain ballroom and there's a shot where things yeah. are moving around. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, things are gonna look a little different from here on out um, as it's all digital. But yeah, the the three d stuff specifically, it felt a little plain. No, what's what? I'm not sure what the word I'm looking for. It It's it's not very refined at this stage. Like you can tell this is very early 3D. Like, yeah, it I felt like it was still like in testing. Yeah, I <laughs> thought it was very industrial looking. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good word for it. Yeah, it's just very, very sparse whenever you see like it's just, look, it's a building. It's just a <laughs> big old gray rectangle or box, basically. It's like, ah, it's. Could be better. And um, Sydney Opera House was kind of cool that they actually had that, though. It's yeah. like, yeah, all right, not bad, not bad. Um, the work that is done on the uh, bizarre truck thing, cage, whatever the fuck thing. That that reminded me a lot of, like, the rotoscoping back in um, the, the farming equipment in oh, Secret of Nim. Yeah. Reminded me very much of that, with kind of running around on the, the giant tire tread things. And it, it all felt very familiar, which was interesting. Uh, and since that's a completely different studio, <laughs> but at the same time, Don Bluth who worked on The rescuer were... <laughs> so yeah, interesting parallels there. <laughs> but yeah, no, it unfortunately, I think this is part of why it kind of gets sort of overlooked. Is it it like Ducktales, underperformed? Yeah, um, no, it's which too is, bad. It's a shame. It is a shame. Uh, I, I think it did pick up some more traction. Uh, in later years like it's I would say it's a cult classic Hmm. I I would say as I think a lot more people are appreciating it now than they did when it came out okay which is I think generally what you would define as a cult classic because yeah I don't don't think critically it it did very well either that's too bad yeah it was pretty good yeah yeah Yeah. I think it's at least better than most of the dark age stuff (laughs) yeah that we've watched Aside from the Great Mouse Detective, I yeah. think I think they're about even. Yeah, I could I could see in in different ways. Uh, it's funny they're both mice movies. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think they have their own merits, each of them. I'd say Radigan is a superior villain to McLeach. Oh yes, personally. But they're both fun. But they're both in, fun. Yeah. In the same way. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. And then. I think Basil's a more interesting protagonist than any of the protagonists in this, but the animation in this is better than the animation in Great Mastiff. So it's like, yeah. it's kind of, again, they each have their, their merits and their flaws, and but they're both very fun movies. And they're both movies that I did grow up watching both very much. Mm-hmm. Nice, man, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, um, did you have any other thoughts, closing thoughts, Any anything else you wanted to mention or talk about? Um, nope. No. Alright. You know what? I think this is as good a time as any to wrap it up then. We did it. We have we've forged our way into the nineties, and now what the heck is next, Beffers? Only yesterday. Oh, uh... It's a studio Ghibli film. Oh, okay. I've not heard of it at well, all. Well, you will now. I guess I have heard of it. Yes. Now. <laughs> and we'll see it next time. Bye now. Bye-bye. And then, what do they call the the epidermal abrasive? I forget what it is, but it's a fucking chainsaw.